Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And now, from the worldwide headquarters in New Bedford, Massachusetts, streaming across the internet on Blog Talk Radio, it's the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast with your hosts, Emerson and Brian Whitner. Hey, Brian. Your mama's so fat. Hey, Emerson. How fat is she? She is so fat, when she wears yellow, people yell taxi. Emerson, she's your mom, too. I hate you. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Emerson. Da, 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 da. Three, two, one, rawr! I know it's late, but your daddy's not done yet. So let's rock this spot till sun yet. Da, da, da. I want to celebrate. Da, da, da. Rock, rock the whole night away. Da, da, da. Hey, we're gonna celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 here we go again, right now, let's go, me and you, toe-to-toe, we can rock, we can roll. Da, 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 girls, let's celebrate, da, 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 baby, no, it can't wait, da, 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 rock the whole night away, celebrate, celebrate, rock the whole night away, rock, rock, rock the whole night away, rock, rock. Welcome to the first anniversary of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Emerson Whitner. Joined as always by the most robotic-sounding co-host in podcasting, my brother, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you doing tonight? I am good. Do you think we should stop talking like this? I do. I think we should stop talking like that and start talking in our normal voices. What do you think, Brian? I totally agree with you, Emerson. <laughs> happy birthday! Thank you. Thank you. And happy birthday to And then happy birthday podcast. to our podcast. Yes, of course. One years old. Who thought we could make it? Definitely not me. I thought you'd get tired of me kicking off a long time ago. Oh, I get tired of you just about every week, but you're still here. <sighs> I'm still here. This is still the Wrestling Outsiders podcast, and it's our one-year anniversary show, Brian. 
Woo, woo, you know it. From May 11th of last year to May 13th of this year. And also, Brian, it's your 29th birthday today. It is. It is. It's the last year until you become over the hill. Don't remind me. It's the last year before you go over the hill. Thank you for reminding me. Appreciate it. No problem. Tonight, Brian, we have a stacked lineup. Oh, we perfectly are, stacked. We're going to go back first to October of 1984. It was a great oh. time, mostly because I was born. And we're going to be reviewing Tuesday Night Titans from October of 1984. And then we're going to be joined here on the line in about 20, 30 minutes by Rich Camelucci of PodSlam. And he's going to be telling us all about the big PodSlam event coming up uh, next weekend in Chicago. And then after that... Yes, May 23rd. And then after that, Brian's going to be back uh, to review Primetime Wrestling from the day before his birth, May 12th, 1986. Yes. It was a great day. Don't you feel feel old, Brian? Not really. I mean, I do in a way, but I don't. Mm hmm. So, well. We've also got some great audio clips to play, and let's uh, play the uh, first one here. Yes. What are you obsessed by ninjas? Ninjas! Call the cops! There are ninjas kidnapping people on TV! The cops! Did no one get a license plate? Ninjas! Kidnapping! TV! Ah, you know, I I didn't realize how whiny that guy sounded. I know, he was really whiny. I mean, it's it's horrible how whiny he was. Yes. Uh, By the way, before we get uh, too, too much into the show, we will be here Sunday night at about 11.30, for the Payback pay-per-view recap show. Um, I'm doing a live play-by-play for AngryMarks.com, so that's probably why we won't be able to start until 11:30 because I got to finish that up. Uh, but then we'll I'll be, be here that night with Brian. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, well, what was that? I said I'll be driving home from Hazleton. You're not watching the show. Um, I plan on it once I get back. So. Hopefully I'm able to get home early and depending on what time his dear old mother gets off work, I might be able to speed back to catch the beginning of it. Interesting. I think so if I'm not mistaken. Well, then next week, next Wednesday night, we're going to be here at 1030 with a live we're, – we're not only taking over Blog Talk Radio, we're also taking over our friends over at AngryMarks.com with a oh. full recap. Yes, a full recap next Wednesday at 10.30 of the NXT TakeOver Unstoppable show on the WWE Network. Plus, we're going to be joined by ring announcer Joe Dombrowski to talk about his life and career in professional wrestling. And that's just the start of all the great interviews we've got lined up and all the great shows we have all month long. Yes, yes. May I point out that today's guest was my idea? 
No. I mean, come on now. No. Can we not point that out? No? It's not too late for me to edit out any part of that show where we kissed your ass. Fine, I'll keep my mouth shut. <sighs> well, Ryan, Tuesday Night Titans. This yeah. was a show. <sighs> and you, you know what I felt like screaming while watching this show? What, is, what, what was that? You know what I felt like screaming during this show? What, I was like... Hey, Moses, where's my car, man? Space 22, man. 22. 22! Oh, man! Goldberg! You idiot! Goldberg, where are you? Why me? Why me? Why me? I was screaming, was why beautiful. me? That yep. Tuesday Night Titans pre- presented by Levi's Jeans. Style oh. you can count on. Of course. Now, for those people out there who may not be familiar with what Tuesday Night Titans is and was, uh, this was basically a ripoff of The Tonight Show with Vince McMahon playing Johnny Carson and Lord Al Hayes playing Ed McMahon. Uh, uh. Uh, the guest tonight, and this is like right, obviously right before Halloween, but tonight one of the guests is Lord Al's, one of his favorite wrestlers, Brutus Beefcake. And Vince claimed that Brutus will, Vince claimed that Brutus will take it off. Wow. Please don't. Yes. <laughs> but before we get to Brutus right Beefcake. Now my, right now I'm doing my best no chance. Like, Brutus Beefcake may have been the highlight. We'll get to that as we get in there. But this whole show, good good God, uh, it kicked off with Sergeant Slaughter. And uh, before Sergeant Slaughter came out, we got a videotape uh, of them training at Camp Cobra, which is where Sergeant Slaughter trains his next platoon of failed tag team partners. Makes sense. Makes sense. As they vowed uh, to clean up America and rid America of all the Iranians and the Russians. Hmm. He, the, the people in this segment could not keep a straight face. I don't know how much editing they had to do, but it wasn't enough. And Slaughter went down and asked a couple of them what their names were, etc. And two white people screamed at the top of their lungs, yelled that their name was Coon. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. I I think that's probably the most racist comment we've had on this show, and that's saying something. Yeah, and it wasn't me who said it. I'm just quoting them. I mean, I I, I haven't said any actual racist words. I'm like, what you just did. Yes. Well... Sarge yelled at one of them for wearing jeans. So, yeah, they really went all out uh, outfitting these people. Uh, of course. They were wearing and then Slaughter asked his squad leader uh, to show him what these cadets can do. And apparently what they can do is push-ups. They can do a lot of push-ups. I don't say that. 
Uh, back into the studio, they brought out Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, Sarge, it seemed to be very nervous having to do this interview with Vince. Um, he said he's sure. keeping the location of Camp Cobra secret so the Iranians and the Russians don't sneak attack them. Make perfect uh, sense. He, he basically said that he was the number two babyface and that he was the guy that everybody had to go through to get a shot at Hogan. And basically the position that Jim Duggan was in for years, that they were the set-up baby face for Hogan. Uh, Sarge did mention that he was wearing mirrored glasses and that they were given to him by a child whose dad died in Vietnam. Not cool. Don't bring up real-life shit like that. I know. Not, that's not cool. This led to this led to a Carlito coming and spitting an apple at him. It did not lead to Carlito spitting an apple at him, but it did lead to our first match, where Sergeant Slaughter with Comover defeated Charlie Fulton. With or without the with or without the spike haircut. No spike haircut. They did Uh, announce that this uh, match had a ten minute time limit. This match did not need a ten minute time limit. As a matter of fact. The pre-match where Sergeant Slaughter walked all the way around the ring to shake everyone's hand and to kiss all the flags that everyone had, it went longer than the match itself. And Slaughter, we make fun of Donald Trump's comb-over and Vince's comb-over. Sergeant Slaughter had an epic comb-over in 1984. I'm sure that is. And he did win with... I know you'd be shocked to hear this, Brian... But he won with the Cobra Clutch in about three minutes. Only three minutes? Yes. Uh, Slaughter said that no one in sports has a following like he does. I won't even, I didn't even bother thinking about all the other sports. I just, like, it began and ended with Hulk Hogan. Well, of course, should. Like, Slaughter's not even the number one most like babyface in the WWF, much less in the world. True story. Do um, you remember in ECW, uh, I don't know if you actually watched it, but there was always that scene of public enemy dancing in the ring and bringing in all the fans and they broke the ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, WWF fans are much skinnier and in better shape than ECW fans as they showed footage of Sergeant Slaughter inviting a hundred people into the ring to say the Pledge of Allegiance, and the ring never even buckled. Mm. Well, are you surprised at that? I mean, you see we had the fat, over, overweight, some bitches like Samoa Joe, and WWE did not at that time. <laughs> well, Sarge ended his segment by telling us to go vote for the president and hinted that he may run for office one day. He was I thought he was going to go left ourselves. Well, no, he's a baby face at this point. And he actually said he matter. wanted to meet... He said he wanted to meet the president, and I do believe at one point he met Reagan on a flight somewhere. So... Hmm. We, we then get to the highlight of the show. Before the commercial break, they show us what's to come, and it says, coming up, hot cakes. Nice! Uh, this segment from hell started when they showed that Brutus Beefcake video. 
For those of you who may not know what I'm talking about, Johnny Valiant went to a Baltimore strip club and had Brutus Beefcake do a stripping routine. I don't ever want you to repeat that again. Johnny Valiant had Brutus Beefcake do a strip routine at a shoot strip club in Baltimore. And they aired this on Tuesday Night Titans. And this is actually, I don't don't want to say it's a famous video, but it's gotten a lot of views on YouTube. I actually posted it on my Facebook page yesterday. It's just, it's a sight to be seen as these old ladies are literally laughing as Brutus strips off his tights and is wearing teeny tiny little briefs. And then I don't yeah, know I if they it. had to. I don't know if they had to pay a mark or something, but they finally got one woman uh, to come up and grope Brutus. Dear God, she must have paid money to do that. Yeah. Uh, then we got the interview. The interview oh my God! Oh my God! Johnny Valiant. Now, the reason why people had managers back in the day was because they couldn't talk for, them, for themselves. So Vince would put them with a manager who could do all the talking and get all the heat for the guy. I don't know about Johnny Valiant. I don't know if he was ever really a good talker. He was not good yeah. in this role. He, first thing, he could, not stop, he could not get the name of the company right. He kept calling it the World Wide Wrestling Federation, which at that point had been called that in over six years. Damn pandas. And that Maybe Beefcake was the hottest thing. Th- uh, that Beefcake was the hottest thing to hit the World Wide Wrestling Federation since they put a ring in the Spectrum or MSG. And that he would not put his reputation on the line by hiring a chump. At one point, Vince asked Johnny Valiant how much of Brutus Beefcake's success, you know, has to do with Beefcake being great, and how much is it because Johnny Valiant's a manager. And it would not be fair for me to read what he said. So I'm going to play. I got about 90 seconds of this interview. I'm going to play for you what he said. All right, again, Mr. Valiant, uh, Brutus Beefcake, uh, no doubt, will be put to the test uh, in upcoming weeks, and... How do you feel that uh, Mr. Bika could, could have had perhaps anyone in the world to manage him? I mean, Arnold Skolan was interested in the contract, certainly Freddie Blassie, Lou Albano, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I mean, they were throwing money at him uh, right and left. How did you land the contract? Man's got good choice. Man's got good taste. The man knows talent. In other words, when I come down the aisle with Mr. Brutus Beefcake, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wrestling fans of the World Wide Wrestling Federation, I'm not just coming down the aisle. I'm coming down there to oversee matters. I'm coming down there to lend my assistance. I'm coming down the aisle to say it's Brutus Beefcake versus whomever, but it's Johnny Valiant uh, lurking. It's Johnny Valiant uh, available. It's Johnny Valiant uh, mm, watching. (laughs) Well, now, how much do you credit your presence then with the phenomenal success of Brutus Beefcake? I say it's a 50-50 deal. 
I say it's uh, Brutus Beefcake's uh, talent. It's Brutus Beefcake's physical prowess. It's Brutus Beefcake's presence. But it's also Johnny Valiant. Uh, it could be 2550. It could be 9010. It could be 1090. It could be 98. It could be 2. But the bottom line is this man's going to win. And I'm going to make sure of that. Not and nobody sure is ever going to give him a bum steer, Vince McMahon. And you thought I was making that up when I told you. No, why did I do that? <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe it's 98. Maybe it's 2. Maybe. You never know. Yeah. Uh, that was then followed by Brutus Beefcake from Parts Unknown going one-on-one with Tony Gurria. My money's on Gurria. Well, Brian, much like your your money, much like the money I bet saying that Adam Rose would be the one doing the J-O-B on NXT tonight, you lost your money as uh, Beefcake won with the high knee. Oh, that high knee. That high knee. Aye, aye, aye. Yes, when he became the booty man, he used the high knee. However, now it's just the high knee. I got a I got a question for you, Brian. Sure. What did what did this match and Soviet Russia have in common? I have no idea. They both had a lot of Stalin. Ah 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 ah. I don't get it. Back in the studio, Johnny Valiant did a dance to celebrate the victory. Hmm. Yeah. And then then Vince kept nagging Brutus, and he wanted to hear Brutus Beefcake talk. And so finally, after a lengthy pause, he whispers his name, Brutus Beefcake. Yeah. Probably was the most intimidating thing the man's ever done. This segment was so corny that you had to go watch it yourself. It's on the network. You got to go watch it. Mm. Uh, so I'll, before we get into the I'll next part, cause, yeah. Eli, your topic is mustaches. You have ten seconds. Ready? Go. What is a mustache? It's a little bit of hair going over the upper lip. I don't have one. Nobody else here has one. But you know something? A mustache is for a real man. Out of everyone here, I have the best mustache out of everybody. And in a few weeks, I'll have a nice, thick mustache. But none of these boys will ever have one. That was a great promo there by Eli Cottonwood. What did you think, Brian? I, I thought Stryker did a beautiful job of uh, announcing Eli. You thought Stryker did a good job? Yes, yes. I, I, I feel strongly. Hmm. And Just starting this moment from now, from this moment on, this will be the moment starting now. Of the genesis of McGillicuddy. Bum, bum, bum. Well, all that was then followed by the 
best, both the best and the worst match on the show. Big John Studd versus SD Jones. It this, um, this match was taped in Philadelphia, so you know you know the fans were behind SD Jones, which is good why because was that? oh god. Why was that? Because he lived in Philly and he was a fan favorite in Philly. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Um, this match was joined in progress, and I have no idea what they did before uh, they started showing it to us. But the first thing we saw was a very long chin lock. Well, go figure. I mean, Big John's yes. for you. SD Jones eventually got out of the chin lock and actually busted Big John Stud wide open. So John Stud was wearing the crimson mask here in Philadelphia. Uh, the match was built, the match, of course, was built around John Stud not being body slammed, and then Stud won with an elbow drop. Then came the greatest angle of all time. Stud and Heenan are in the ring, challenging Hogan for a title match, and they also challenged anybody to try to come in and body slam Big John Stud. Now, Brian, you know the WWF locker room. They're all on steroids. They're all big, hulking yeah. masses. Who do you think might answer this challenge? Like, just throw out some names. I don't know. Uh, Tony Atlas. That's um, a good option. Junkyard Dog, maybe. There's another one. You know, maybe even like, uh, you know, Hogan or, you know, uh, Pedro Morales, Bruno San Martino. Yeah. yeah. You know who volunteered and was actually very aggressively volunteering? Bob Backlund? No, better than that. The diminutive Spanish referee of the match. Hum. He was standing behind Stud and Heenan, raising his hand and pointing, saying that he could slam Stud. Hum. <laughs> Finally, uh, they saw him doing this, and Heenan just yelled at him off the mic, and he stopped. Personally, I would have loved to see him try. That might have been the most comical part. Of the, that might have been the best part uh, part of the night. I, I, I really want to see diminutive Spanish referee versus Big John Studd in a slam match now. Oh. Wrestling at 32, you know John Studd's dead. Still. I was going to say, John Studd's dead, Bobby Heenan can't talk, and we have no idea who the Spanish ref was, much less where he is. But yeah, that's a great WrestleMania match. Well, I mean, I mean, they're talking about Hogan McMahon, so, for next year. Well, i I got to play something else before I get into the uh, next segment. Yeah, I understand. Gentlemen, as you know, the ultimate warrior. Nice move. Fuck it. It was public to say that. God damn it. What's that up there? Is that $200 an hour? At least $200 an hour, Brian. At least $200 an hour. It, it sounded like me and Gene said, fuck it. I mean, yes, of, instead of, of fuck of it. Yeah, of all the times we've played that interview, 
that one time, I like you said, stuck it. I don't know. Yeah, I think we need to talk to Mean Gene about that one. Yeah, I, I think he had the microphone too far away from his mouth. Yeah, I, I think perhaps he should have retaped that live scene and said fuck it again. Probably. Probably. Whoever was in, in control of editing should have thought about that at that time. Yeah, well, maybe if uh, maybe if Mean Gene would know what the hell he was doing and it's a fuck it and said fuck it. Yeah. And maybe we wouldn't have had as much of a problem. Anyway, advice to the lovelorn. Johnny Valiant and Vince McMahon giving advice to you, the loyal TNT viewers. Dear TNT, my husband's physique pales in comparison to the wrestlers. What can I do? Now, of course, your the honest advice would be have your husband start taking steroids. However, yes, Johnny told her that she needs to mind her own business. Hmm. Yeah, looking like true Johnny V. Like, what the hell, dude, really? (laughs) That led to the next... Uh, The next letter, my wife and I emulate some of the wrestlers, and putting a mask on my wife really improved things. Johnny's reply said that he does not blame the guy for making his wife wear a mask. And that man has not gotten laid since, folks. Another person said... I'm different, female, wealthy, very attractive, and into ugly men. Are there any wrestlers who would fit the bill? Johnny's first reply, Hogan. Hogan's ugly enough for her. And then said, on a scale of 1 to 10, Brutus Beefcake is a 15 or a 20. Hum. Yes. Johnny V. did also recommend... Tito Santana, Junkyard Dog, and Sergeant Slaughter. And in in the final question, some person, I don't even know if they said it was a man or a woman. I assume it's a woman. They have a fantasy. I want to be in a battle royal. Am I unusual? That led to Vince and Johnny debating what kind of battle royal was she talking about. Johnny was insinuating that she wanted to be in a wrestling match while Vince insinuated that she just wanted to have sex with 18 to 20 men. That's Vince for you. Leave it to to Vince to think of that. Uh, Hey, what do Triple H and Stephanie have in common, Brian? They both have long noses. Now, in one night in 2002... They both had to uh, go on with 29 other men. Boy. Well, go figure. But sadly, I was not one of the 29 men with Three, Stephanie. two, one. Troy and Abed in, in the morning. And we're back with Greendale's resident animal expert, Starburns. My name's Alex. Starburns joins us with his pet turtle, Shelly. Now, I understand Shelly can eat over five mice a day. 
That's impressive. Turtles don't eat mice. What do they eat? I don't know. Hunts? Oh, that's disappointing. Look, what is going on here? I am studying for my econ midterm. You guys walk in, you hand me this turtle, and tell me to smile for the folks at home. What folks at home? (laughs) (laughs) These things give you salmonella, you know. Let's go to Garrett with a check on the weather. It's still sunny. I thank our good friend Lauren for that one. Thank you, Lauren. Yes. Uh, we better start wrap, uh, finish this up here. Uh, Junkyard Dog is out next, and they literally spend the next 15 minutes talking about food. Well, they had they had a long ass segment where Junkyard Dog, Vince McMahon, and Lord Al Hayes ate. Southern food. They add while the chitlins. What? While, while the match was going on? No, there were no. There wasn't a match. Like it was just like oh, they were. They're talking about chitlins and cornbread and peach cobbler, and then of course the punchline that they got pompous Lord Al Hayes to eat some chitlins covered in hot sauce. They also had um, One point uh, They had Whatchamacallit uh, uh, They all three started eating ribs And all this other shit (sighs) Uh, That of course led to Junkyard Dog beating Butcher Vashon of all people In three minutes Every match on the show goes about Three minutes uh, is Jamal and Rosie coming out? I don't know. Maybe they were in the pre Maybe they were in the deleted scenes. Then, then we got an appearance by a WWE Hall of Famer. Now, I know like we had John Studd and we had JYD and Bobby Heenan on the show, but we had someone who was a Hall of Famer long before any of them. You want to take a guess who we, who came out, Brian, for the main event segment? Andre the Giant? No. Baron Mikel Sakluna was the main event. The, the black guy that used to be the limo driver? No, that's James Dudley. Oh, Mikel yeah, yeah, yeah. Sakluna. Mikel Sakluna, he was tag team champions with King Curtis Iakea, who was later the master of the Dungeon of Doom in WCW. And Baron Mikel Sakluna and Jimmy Snuka have a lot of things in common because you can't hear or understand a goddamn thing either of them say. Hmm. He literally sounded like a somewhat more intelligible Jimmy Snuka and has him and Vince do voiceover work for a... A tag team match from 1973 or 74 where Sakluna and Ikea took on Chief J. Strongbow and Sonny King. We have no idea what the finish is because they only showed like 30 or 40 seconds of it, but we do know that Baron and uh, the King used to cheat quite a bit. 
Uh, Baron got even quieter than before when he started talking about his training regimen, and he talks about wrestling Lord Al Hayes in Kansas City, and uh, the ending of this was Vince joking that Lord Al was a potato farmer, meaning that Lord Al potatoed everybody in the ring. (laughs) Did he wrestle? Lord Al, yes. I didn't know that. He was a wrestler and a manager in the 70s and early 80s. Before he was a horrible announcer, he was a horrible wrestler. Sure, go figure. The show ended with it was a a very odd way to end the show. It ended with five minutes of Iron Cheek and Nikolai Volkov tag team squash matches. Hmm. I don't know why. I was like expecting because they because bringing it full circle with Slaughter at the beginning of the show. I was expecting, you know, a little bit of uh, something with Slaughter would come out because during each of the squash matches, the fans were chanting for Slaughter. So I'm like, okay, Slaughter will come out and shoot an angle. Nope, nothing of the sort. Of course not. So that was Tuesday Night Titans. I, (laughs) I don't know what rating to give it. Like, it was perversely entertaining, but I'd never want to watch it again. Ah, thumbs in the middle, slightly downward? If I was watching this in 1984, it probably would have been, you know, thumbs in the middle leaning up. But Yeah. yeah, This is more thumbs down, but kind of going towards the middle. Okay. But yeah. So that was of that. Uh, That Johnny Valiant promo just still, like, I don't know what to say. Well, Brian, Brian, you have 37 minutes to locate your primetime wrestling notes because we're going to be back. Uh, We're going to play, first of all, a little bit of an audio uh, interlude before we get into our interview with uh, Rich Camelucci of Pod Slam. He's going to tell us all about the big Pod Slam event coming up on May 23rd in Chicago. So stay tuned. We're going to be back after the interview and uh, enjoy. Yeah, uh, all right. Welcome to a Matt Connor Butcher Shop. We don't sell no soda pop, but if you're looking for good beef, this is the place to start. Ernest, come over here. We're going to take you into the treasure chest of beef right here and show you what it's all about at Americana. Come on in here, and oh, man, look at that nice piece of veal hanging right here. Ernest, tell them folk about this veal. That's a nice leg of veal. And what's this two-legged creature right here? We know what this is. That's a nice leg of lamb. Leg of lamb? And I love leg of lamb. And what we got right here, some rump roast and everything? That's a nice rump roast. Ooh, and we know what this is. This is bologna, and we are full of it today. Yeah. Come over here, and we're going to make some Americana right here. Ground beef. Look at it. Stick it right on in there. Now look on the other end, and you will see some of the finest Americana ground beef in the country. Woo-wee. That looks so good. Let me tell you something now. I'm going to tell you this one time. You cannot 
beat my prices. Ooh. But you sure can beat my meat. Hey, aren't you? Ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday, May 23rd, the first ever Pod Slam, which is a podcast marathon to benefit Connor's Cure, will be broadcasted live from noon to midnight at the Bug House Theater in Chicago, Illinois. They are looking to provide a unique live experience with the goal of inspiring listeners, attendees, and participants to raise funds to help ensure Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh and that they are able to provide expert, compassionate care for sick children locally, regionally, and globally. Tonight we are joined by Rich Camalucci uh, here to discuss PodSlam. Rich, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, guys. I'm I'm happy to, to, to be here. I, I just want to point out before we get started that this is my idea. For once, I came up with a very creative idea. I just want to point that out. Usually it's Emerson coming up with all the guests and everything. And I'm like, I'm like Emerson, I know he's had the guy from Podslam on. He's like, well, who is it? I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out, though. So, uh, let, let the record state. Brian was the one on it. Thank you. It took... It took a year, but Brian finally came up with a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm honored that I was the good idea. Uh, that is yeah. that is something I'll take from this experience. Okay. Uh, well, again, thank you for being on our show. And uh, for our listeners who may not know, uh, tell everyone about PodSlam. Uh, well, I mean, I think you did a, a bang-up job uh, on your end, kind of, uh, describing it probably more eloquently than I ever could vocalize it, uh, as much as I've been working on it. But yeah, PodSlam, uh, it's the first ever 12-hour podcast-a-thon that's solely wrestling-themed. Uh, and yeah, and we're going to have, um, we're going to be raising money for Connor's Cure. Uh, if you've been watching WWE in the last year, then I trust you. You understand and know who Connor's cure is, and are familiar with Connor Mahalik. Um And and yeah, you know, I reached out to them uh, to Connor's cure uh, a few months back, uh, pitched the idea, and got the okay and started running with it. And so uh, yeah, we got mostly it's our first year, um, and so I wasn't exactly sure what to set the goal at, um, but you can check out our uh, donation. I didn't. I don't mean to go straight into like plugging the the, the no donation page yet, but uh, you can head on give to childrens dot org slash podslam fifteen for like all the 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 the, the nitty gritty details and all the uh, 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 show times and show prices and how much we've raised so far and how much we uh, uh, still have to raise uh, by the end of the event, and even beyond, because um, all the shows that are going to be performing, we have a gr- oh, we have such an awesome lineup of shows. You guys applied. I wish you could have made it. Um, we're trying to, to, to be more of a live experience, so we had to go with shows that could actually be there. Um, though, who knows? Uh, hopefully this is just the beginning of something, uh, uh, you know, Amazing that grows year and year. I just kind of rambled on, didn't I? Hey, oh, you're good. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, this is a forum to get out everything. Um, Brian, um, how did the how did the idea of Podslam come about? The idea of Podslam came about. Uh, this is actually uh, without us knowing it, a few years in the making. I'm a, a 
on a podcast myself called Todd Swoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment, uh, on record as as the worst named podcast probably of all time. <laughs> and uh, all the guys on that show, we all met uh, in college at the University of Florida doing improv with this group called Theater Strike Force. And uh, every year, Theater Strike Force uh, would participate in Relay for Life for the American Cancer Society. And uh-huh. we would have a whole philanthropy season. And it would include all sorts of events and stunts and, and flash mobs. Uh, uh, we would do a dating auction. And just uh, recently, I'm kinda, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that app, Time Hop, that kind of shows you what you've posted on that day in social media for the past however many years. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. I do it daily. Well, I, I was looking on that, and, and those are always my favorite parts of the year. Uh, and, and our group, we would do this one event called 12 Hours of Improv. And just by saying that, it's a kind of a direct corollary to what we're going to be doing on May 23rd at the Bug House Theater. And I was just looking at those, and we would raise so much money. And Oh, hello? Am I there? Yep, you're still here. Oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, I got some weird British lady giving me a message about a host queue. Uh, anyway, oh. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, but, yeah, and so it was, it was such an amazing time and experience. And then, and then after that, we would have the actual Relay for Life, which is like an 18-hour baton toss, uh, baton pass uh, sort of, you know, relay and everyone has their teams and everything. There's all these huge themes. And just like the elaborateness yeah. and, 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 and just, again, and how much money we were able to raise for those and just getting together with friends that have common interests and common causes. And it was just such an amazing experience. And now that we're all, like, graduated and adults and everything, I was trying to think of a way to kind of recreate that. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, this sort of came about. And, and here we are. Now, I have to admit, awesome. when uh, you mentioned Strike Force, I didn't think of the MMA promotion. I immediately <laughs> thought of Rick Martel and Tito Santana. You were <laughs> Absolutely. No, uh, that was always a, a funny thing to talk about because, you know, we all met and we're all huge wrestling fans. And so we go into this thing called Theater Strike Force. And so naturally we get our. Our, our Tito and, and Martel jokes in is, and then and then anything that's ever titled Strike Force just becomes a joke. Like we were uh, kind of just hanging out at the end of a party one night back in college, and this movie, this action movie with I think Coolio comes on called China Strike Force, and then we just start oh, wow. casting all of us in it, like who would be who. It was amazing, but yeah. <laughs> Um, now, how many podcasts actually applied to be a part of uh, Pod Slam? Um, you know, I don't have the document on me right now. I'm away from my computer, uh, but it was about—I want to say it was around. It was no matter what the number was, uh, it was it exceeded our expectations because I had no idea what to expect going into this whatsoever. I didn't know if this was an insane idea or what. I want to say it was between fifteen and twenty, something like that. Um, and, uh, uh, we've got, you know, some, some amazing shows that, that applied, uh, some that applied from all over the place. Um, I believe you guys are, are, are kind of split up. One of you is in Massachusetts, correct? 
for yeah. ever since Massachusetts, I'm in uh, Central Pennsylvania. Okay. And we had another podcast from the UK that uh, that uh, applied to to be a part of PodSlam. Um, I know that uh, the podcast podcast is actually from Philly, and they're going to be coming to Chicago for the for the show, which is awesome. And for the most part, a lot of the other ones are Chicago based. Um, uh, uh, three of the guys from Podswoggle uh, that are going to be able to make it, they're coming from Orlando, Miami, and Nashville. So they're coming from out of town as well. Um, and, yeah, we got a lot of shows. Uh, uh, we have two shows from the Second Wind Collective, which is a Chicago-based podcast collective. We have one show from uh, the, uh, sh- uh, the Chicago Podcast Co-op, uh, which is uh, Alpha Hollywood is representing them. Uh, the Second Wind Collective is, is bad at movies and Chicago-style improv. And then also from WBEZ in Chicago, we have General Admission, um, and if you're not familiar with WBEZ, they're the um, uh, the public radio affiliate that, you know, is responsible for uh, This American Life, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and Serial. And they're actually two of the, the producers and event directors for uh, uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and The Moth, um, if you're familiar with, with those podcasts. And they're super excited. And, it's just, and everyone's just so geeked up for this show. It's going to be amazing. I can just imagine how how awesome it's going to be in Chicago next Friday. Um, if the if the wife would have killed me, we probably would have been there. But the wife may have killed me if I would have went. So, <laughs> well, and that's the other thing that I feel bad about is uh, because kind of the idea came about sort of so quickly, and we had to kind of expedite a lot of the these logistical things there wasn't really a lot of notice, which I, I feel so bad about. And like, especially for a podcast coming from out of town, then, you know, you got to make all sorts of travel plans. And one thing that I, I'm, uh, one thing that I'm now, uh, you know, I, I got this whole next year list uh, that I'm, that I'm putting together. And yeah, so for next year, again, I'm hoping to grow it. And, uh, uh, you know, we're all going to work hard at that. And, and you know, we'll, we'll be able to be open to, to more shows and more shows just from all over the country as well. So just, yeah. So well, hopefully, hey, keep your calendars open. <laughs> now, <laughs> we definitely um, will. Now, since Connor's Cure is, um, uh, well, started by WWE, or at least was helped started by WWE, is there ever mm-hmm. any thought in trying to uh, do any future events tie in with maybe WrestleMania or another big WWE show like that? Um, there were uh, uh, some thoughts uh, that ran through. You know, I've been in contact uh, with uh, the Children's Hospital uh, in uh, Pittsburgh, in, uh, in Pittsburgh, um, and uh, you know, we've uh, kind of talked about being able to do certain things together by the time like WrestleMania and everything was still going, uh, we were still so, I hate to say it, but we were still so uh, not unorganized. We just weren't organized yet. Um, Mm -hmm. We were still kind of putting together the, 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 the skeleton of what the show was going to be. And so again, this is another thing that's sort of like filed under, under, you know, next year, which literally starts May 24th as far as, you know, the planning and organizing and all that stuff. Uh, of course. Um, but there was also another aspect of wanting to see, uh, wanting to, 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 to do this on our own, you know, um, without 
anyone can kind of do this event with the support of, you know, a billion dollar company and it'll be, it'll be a huge success. It'll be fantastic. But I kind of wanted to more so see what the podcasting community could, could bring to the table and, and the wrestling community can bring to the table as us, as, as fans and listeners. Um, and so, you know, uh, uh, from that aspect, I mean, they kind of did go hand in hand. It's like, all right, well, it is kind of too short notice to kind of, uh, uh, you know, ask, um, but at the same time, like, there's going to be, it's going to, I don't know. I don't know uh, the proper way to, to kind of articulate this, you know, because uh, no matter what we do, no matter what we raise, you know, it's going to be something that everyone can, can be proud of. Um, but it might be, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that indie groundswell, you know, of, of just you know, gritting it out and bootstrapping it and that kind of thing. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, definitely. Um, were you amazed about the amount of people that um uh the amount of people that submitted applications to be a part of PodSlam? Like I said before, blown away. We had we had no we had no idea what to expect going into this. Um and there's a big part of us that still has no idea what to expect as far as, as turnout. <laughs> Um, but, you know, we've been working really hard to, to get the word out locally and to, again, the podcasting community, the internet wrestling community, um, as it were, is that term, I don't know. Some people go back and forth on that term. It's kind of weird, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, from the get go, you know, cause I've been helped out a lot by a lot of my friends here in Chicago, as well as, as, uh, the rest of the guys on Pod Swaggle, or as uh, we affectionately call ourselves, the Swaggle Squad, and uh, and <laughs> and yeah. If uh, I mean, again, could hear you right now. That would be rolling, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we oh man, we we all like to to pretend that that he totally listens and is just like in the shadows. Like he can't he can't out and out explicitly be like, oh my god, these dudes. But well, we like to think that, you know, he's on the level. Um, nice. But, yeah, uh, so, again, from the, first, from the first moment someone, you know, one show applied, we're like, oh, wow, all right, this is a thing that people are interested in, are, that they do want to do. Um, but, and, yeah, just been trying to, you know, ever since then, ever since we were able to kind of confirm, you know, when people are going to be able to, to make it and, and all that stuff, been trying to get the word out, really do – appreciate so much you giving me the opportunity to come on wrestling outsiders podcast to kind of talk about pod slam. Um, also I need to thank, uh, resistance pro wrestling as well for inviting us to come on out to their show this past Saturday. Um, it was weird. Uh, they let me like in the ring with a microphone. I'm like, uh, what? I didn't, I haven't been in the business. I haven't paid dues. Am I allowed to be doing this? What? This is so weird. But it was great. It was a great experience. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I found out about PodSlam. Um, I was on Twitter one day, and uh, one of my friends retweeted something you guys had sent out. And, you know, I started looking into it. You know, I, I love the idea more and more, and that's when I sent in my application. And, you know, we're not going to be able to make it out there. But still, you know, I, I'm looking forward uh, to seeing what comes out of all this. And, you know, that's the amazing thing that's been such a, a, a 
a great tool in kind of organizing this event and getting it together is is social media is twitter like i i I don't know where i would have started to to try to do this 10 years ago i i would have been completely lost well then then again podcasting wasn't a thing 10 years ago but that's besides the point (laughs) um like and and, and the day of yeah exactly uh come in our chat room help us raise money uh you know (laughs) Oh, welcome to the chat room, ASL. What? No, that's a little old school. Um, but yeah, and uh, and you know, the day of is going to be uh, amazing as well. Uh, I've donned uh, a fellow uh, Podswoggle uh, host, Augie Artillas, as our social media director, and he's going to be on top of our Twitter, the Podslam Twitter. Uh, the Potslam Facebook. Um, we're going to be on Periscope, Instagram, uh, it's uh, Snapchat. It's going to be oh, a full-on social media blitz day of. It's going to be it's going to be a blast. Um, so be sure to to stay tuned to uh, most, the, the best place to probably find out all the announcements for everything is going to be uh, um, at Podslam fifteen. Uh, so yeah, we'll announce all the other social media uh, uh, platforms that will be on on that Twitter account. Now, it's safe to assume that, knock on wood, you're hoping that PodSlam can become an annual event? That is, uh, that is definitely something that is seeming more and more possible every day. Again, it'll be easier to tell once we actually see how the event goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really do think that it could be something that is an annual event that can grow. You know, I mentioned that we all met doing improv, and in the improv community, there's uh, this one event that takes place every year in New York, um, and it's hosted by uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. It's called the Del Close Marathon, and that's a 48-hour improv marathon uh, that takes place like between several locations as well. Um, that's a little lofty from where we are right now, but that is also kind of something that's in the back of my head as far as, like, what could this grow into? Is it that? Who knows? Is it something else? We'll see. But I think this is definitely something that can that can grow moving forward and just be, you know, again, just a, an amazing space for for podcast fans, wrestling fans, and even, you know, wrestlers to sort of come together and just and play. Just have a whole day of just playing around with microphones. <laughs> I, I um, imagine how much money I were... are you looking to raise? Oh, sorry. Oh. Uh, the question that I heard the clearest uh, was how much money we're looking to raise. Um, and as yeah. of right now, our goal is $2,000. Um, I had no particular reason uh, in setting that goal. Um, it just was a nice round number that was still lofty enough, but I think still attainable. Um, we've actually had some amazing people, and it's live right now. The donation page is live right now. Uh, we've had some amazing people already go to give to childrens.org slash podslam15 and already donate. So the, the, the event has technically not even started, and we've still already raised money. Um, and we will be raising money after the event as well, uh, because what we're going to be doing is for each show's, for each podcast show, uh, we're going to be recording their show, so they'll be able to release it on their feed. 
So even if regular listeners and subscribers to all the other shows uh, aren't able to follow along live with PodSlam, they'll still be able to hear that episode uh, on their show's regular feed and subscription feed and uh, be able to then be directed to go to the, the donation page and donate if they're so inspired to. Oh, that's awesome. Um, now, obviously, you know, you said you've been a wrestling fan for a long time. Um, how long have you been a fan of wrestling? I have been a wrestling fan, I want to say, since the age of, like, three or four. Um, mm-hmm. It gets a little funny. I'm, like, horrible with, like, years of my life. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> I just have a hard time just, like, pinning exact years. But, like, you know, uh, there's certain wrestling memories that always stick out to me, um, you know, uh, uh, like in particular, like WrestleMania six. But then again, like, I think this is why my uh, uh, timeline is so skewed is because like, I also had the VHS of WrestleMania three that I watched over and over and over again. And we like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that big sort of clamshell case, right? Yep. The yep, black yep. Yep. Oh man. And it like, fit perfectly in with your Disney videos and it was just like so out of place as such, but it was great. And uh, so, yeah, since I was like a little kid and then sort of, you know, growing up with it um, and fell out like just before uh, the Attitude Era and then that started and like in middle school, you know, me and all my, my <laughs> uh, I was, I was kind of like a fake, like bad kid when I was in middle school. So me and all like my <laughs> fake hoodlum friends, you know, we're wearing NWO shirts thinking, like, you know, we're part of, like, something else. Is I don't know. But, yeah, we love that. And, you know, we would go to the shows whenever we could. And then, um, and then yeah, and then I tried to keep up with it uh, uh, throughout high school. But then, like, you know, high school happens and, and, you know, girls happen. And, you know, it's that kind of thing that just kind of eventually happens. But then got to college, met up with, uh, you know, I mentioned – um, Augie Artillas, who who was really just a fan for the Attitude Era, and then we kind of brought him back into it. But really, the guy who brought me full on back into it, more of a fan than I've ever been before, is Chris Mullet. And yes, that is his real last name is Mullet. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, that now that dude has literally been a fan since he was like the day he was born, and hasn't let up. Since. Never dropped it, anything. That guy, it probably, there's a lot of people that claim to know a lot about wrestling and know everything about wrestling. He is the closest I've ever experienced to actually being an encyclopedia of wrestling. There you it's, go, Emerson. Disgusting. <laughs> there you we'll have to bring him onto the show. To... <laughs> Absolutely. He, he loves a good challenge. <laughs> Uh, him and I, I had a trivia battle, I think, gladly. would be interesting. Uh, I, I heard something about a trivia battle? Yeah, him and I in a trivia battle would be interesting. Oh, oh, I believe so. That's actually one of the things that we'll be doing at the uh, at the show, at PodSlam, is uh, in between uh, podcasts uh, setting up and everything, uh, we'll be having uh, little trivia games and trivia battles, because we actually do play a lot of trivia on PodSwaggle. And uh, uh, and so, you know, we're going to have some prizes and everything. And, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to have some people test their medal against mullet. Um, and we've, you know, we've had a lot of – actually, oh, this is, this is what, I, what I brought that up for. Uh, we're going to be uh, selecting people 
from the audience to, to uh, uh, test their wrestling trivia knowledge. And uh, how we're going to be doing that is uh, by prioritizing. If you have an all-day pass or a half-day pass, uh, then you will be in the, that first pool selected to be eligible to partake in some trivia and win some prizes. Awesome. There you go, Emerson. Well, see, that's the reason why he doesn't want uh, – they didn't want me going over there. The real reason. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I scared him. <laughs> that was actually uh, something that we were trying to develop uh, for a few years was – uh, kind of like a wrestling game show. And once we all kind of moved apart, it kind of became a little bit um, uh, too difficult to kind of to keep up. But it was essentially in the mold of, uh, do you guys ever, uh, it was this game show that ESPN had for a little bit called Stump the Schwab. Oh, yeah. I, I just did that. Yeah. And so that's essentially what the, the mold of the show is going to be in pretty much mullet being the schwab and and trying to get people to to take him down and uh uh in a matter of speaking to win Ben Stein's money <laughs> we're referencing schwabby and ben stein the same uh podcast <laughs> see this is the kind of podcast that I like to talk about <laughs> um what what were some of your favorite uh wrestlers shows and memories growing up uh I mean, growing up, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a kid that wasn't, especially, like, um, you know, in, in my generation, you'd be hard-pressed to find a kid that, you know, their favorite guy wasn't Hulk Hogan. Um, and then, you know, you grow up and you talk to, and you read blogs and you read and you watch interviews and stuff like that, and, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, he was still the greatest when I was a kid. So that's exactly why, like, right now, my favorite of all time and my least favorite of all time is both Hulk Hogan. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry. And, and what was the, what was the other part of that question? Uh, your favorite, your favorite memories or, or shows that you've been to. Oh, uh, man, some favorite memories of mine, uh, as, as horribly received as it, I, I don't know how it was received at the time, probably not well. Uh, but I remember getting decked out in all of my Hulk Hogan gear, my Hulk Hogan slippers, shorts, <laughs> shirt, bandana. I had my Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy, and I was sitting on my Hulk Hogan swivel chair, and I was watching WrestleMania 9. I had it on VHS, oh. and oh. it was the best because he was on it twice, so it had to be, oh. like, the best WrestleMania ever. <laughs> Oh. And, and I just remember like watching that almost as much as I watched my WrestleMania three VHS. Um, but so like that was that was one thing, and then like I've watched it since, and I'm just like, man, I was <laughs> what was I thinking? Exactly, man, what a kid. Uh, but since then, I've been to um, both WrestleMania twenty four and twenty eight, um, and man, there's just nothing. Like a WrestleMania, it sounds so cliche oh, yeah. to say, but not, not I remember, nope. yeah, being at 24 and hearing Taker's gong hit, and and it's not that I got chills; it's just how much they surprised me. I wasn't expecting to be as affected by that 
And then, and then in the the Rick uh, the Ric Flair Shawn Michaels match, when Shawn Michaels is just looking from the corner at Flair, and just all you see on the screen is Shawn Michaels' mouth. I'm sorry, I love you. I welled up. Why was I welling up? This is wrestling. What is happening? <laughs> it was amazing. And then and then yeah, and then 28 was also just amazing, uh, just to be there. Like we had uh, like oh god, I want to say like 11 or 12 of us there for like the whole weekend. And uh, it was just like, that was just one of the most amazing weekends overall that we all ever shared. Um, So yeah, I mean, manias are just like, I've been jonesing to go back to one ever since. And every year there's circumstances that, that come in the way of that. So hopefully, hopefully there'll be enough room for, for all of us at uh, at WrestleMania 31 in that gigantic stadium. Oh, As a as a diehard Cowboys fan, I cannot wait to go. Just, oh, that's going to be just take into like take it all in, you know, <laughs> WrestleMania on top of it. Like you will not have a bad seat in that place, no matter where your tickets are. Yeah, because of that huge sixty yard uh, screen they have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can only imagine, like you said, for as a Cowboys fan, that's like the ultimate right there. That was the same oh, yeah. way it was in WrestleMania twenty eight. I'm a, a born and bred diehard Miami Dolphins fan, which yeah, like right. they think is a fictional thing since most Miami fans are just bandwagoners or horrible fans, but we exist, <laughs> says the person that moved to Chicago. And uh, but being there in that stadium that I've seen so many awesome Dolphin games in, and then seeing an amazing, amazing wrestling show, it was it was unlike anything else. And uh, and yeah, and and they did a good job. See, there were some actually bad seats at WrestleMania 28 because of those big stupid palm trees. But they did apparently oh, yeah. an amazing job of like moving people around. Like as long as you went to yeah, somewhere, New York and, was the like, same way. Yeah, New yeah. York was the same way. And you think with New York they would have learned from the year before? You just had those big stupid yeah. palm trees. Yeah. Well, it was a good oh. thing they did because it was raining during the pre-show. Oh but yeah, yeah. Uh. Actually, you were talking about crying and wrestling. I was at Mania this year, and uh, speaking of what we're uh, interviewing you for, during the Connor Hall of Fame segment, I could not stop crying. Yeah, I'm like no, I don't know what everyone else in my section was on, or if they just weren't paying attention. But like, I'm looking around. I'm the only person around me crying. So I'm staring at the ceilings. I'm like, I can't be the only person crying. They'll put me on TV, and I'll look stupid. And find out later that everyone else in the arena was except for my section. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. Uh, I get a little kind of uh, uh, mush mouthy when I kind of to, to get to this kind of stuff to talk about because it is. It's emotional. It's heart wrenching. It's, it's tragic. And, uh, you know, I mean, like you can't no matter forget what anyone else around you is is being emotionally stonewalled like it's impossible to not feel anything whenever i remember when they first made the the Connor the Crusher video after uh you know after Connor passed and uh a friend of mine you know kind of posted it on facebook and just like it's impossible because i hadn't seen it yet i i wasn't i didn't watch uh what they originally had played that on and um, I remember, like, specifically kind of waiting two weeks to watch it because I didn't know if I was going to be able to, like, 
and I still, I still, you know, kind of broke down because uh, uh, it's an amazing, you know, story. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's there's no shame in that, man. There's definitely no shame in that at all. Um, and and the the foundation itself and Connor's here is is going to be doing some amazing stuff. That's another thing that they don't really like talk about too much. Um, but when you go to, to give to children's.org and you look up Connor's cure and you know, a lot of the, the funds do go towards research and that's the other amazing thing is that it could, it's going straight to the hospital and yeah, the funds yeah. are allocated directly to what it's telling you it is. And so there's a lot of, of, of money going towards clinical research. And then there's also, you know, a lot of that money goes towards the actual families and, and helping buy toys and art supplies for the kids and helping pay for parking for the families. And, and that just, you know, just such struck, you know, a, a great chord with me there as well. I mean, and, and they always would say this at Relay for Life, you know, um, everyone, you know, if you haven't personally been affected with it, everyone you know at least knows someone else that has been affected by cancer in some way, shape, or form. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with Connor's Cure, its focus is for, you know, pediatric cancers. Uh, but, you know, those clinical trials, those are being done on adults as well. And so a cure for one is a cure for all. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, I, I know personally, uh, uh, people in my family have had you know bouts with with different types of cancers and everything, and that's why I was always so gung ho about the all the relay for life stuff that we would do in college. And again, just the more that I learned about Connor's cure, the more I just not that I needed the extra you know in, in, inspiration, but it just kept just fueling it so much more. Um, yeah. So great. All right. Well, um, I want to thank you again for being on. Before we want to, before we go, uh, if you want to uh, give one last big plug for Pod Slam and where all of our listeners can go donate. Absolutely. Guys, uh, go on over to givetochildrens.org slash podslam15. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, 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 vamp a little bit while I pull up the lineup because it is a hell of a lineup. Despite Wrestling Outsiders not being there, we still were able to pull off a pretty great show. (laughs) Um, So The winners will be there next year. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Absolutely. And so, yeah. Uh, 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 you follow us on Twitter at PodSlam15. We're on Facebook, PodSlam Podcast Marathon. Um, and check out, we have such amazing shows such as uh, Alcoholywood, Pro Wrestling Experience, Awesome Monster Comedy Radio, Podcast Podcast, Bad at Movies, Too Much Scrolling, Ringside Review, General Admission. We're going to have an all-star podcast rumble where we're going to have participants from shows throughout the day get together and we got like an, a pretty interesting concept that we're we're cooking up um the chicago style improv podcast it wouldn't be a chicago event if you didn't have some improv in there and of course the whole thing is hosted by Podswoggle, a, pod, a wrestling podcast with entertainment um any any 
anything you guys uh, can can donate is is an amazing contribution to an amazing cause. Uh, and thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, this has been a pleasure. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. And hey, good on you, Brian. This is this was may have been your first good idea, and their yeah. idea. It was the best idea. Thank you. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give him depth for that one. I'll, I'll give him credit. <laughs> ah. And then I'll oh, edit this God. part out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Am looking for <laughs> uh, Thank you again for calling in and being part of our show. For Absolutely, guys. Calling. Thank you. Thank you so much oh. for, for giving me the opportunity. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the show. And, uh, yeah, don't forget also to – ah, almost forgot this. You can follow along on the live stream for Podslam. So uh, uh, do that, podswoggle.com slash podslam. That's where you'll be able to find the live stream for that show. And I'm done. Awesome. Thank you, Rich. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> no problem. Take care. Have a great night. Bye. You too. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.